What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, of course, we just wrapped up our first weekend of the 2020 season. A lot of great first impressions. And I'm just going to jump right into some of the main highlights from yesterday's games. I believe we had a full slate of games yesterday. It certainly looks like it. I think it was a, a typical Sunday, just a typical Sunday, and that's very welcome at this at this point in the year. Very happy to see that. So the first big headline that really caught eyes was that it was initially reported that Justin Verlander was out for the year. The Houston Chronicle reported that Verlander was going to be out for the entire year. But then Verlander came out and said, he tweeted, he said, the report that I'm currently missing the rest of the season is not accurate. There's a forearm strain. I'm hopeful that with some rest, it will heal and I will be able to return soon. Thank you for all the well wishes. So the Astros are now saying he's going to be shut down for two weeks after he got an MRI yesterday that showed a right forearm strain. Well, on Saturday or Sunday? I'm not sure. I think I think Saturday he got the MRI. And um, yeah, Saturday. That's what manager Dusty Baker said. By the way, the Astros lost yesterday 7-6 to the Mariners, and it broke their 15-game winning streak against the Mariners. If they had won yesterday, that would have set a... Astros franchise record for most consecutive wins against any other team. But they just fell short. They lost 7-6. to six. But, you know, still with a 60-game season, a two-week shutdown would mean that Justin Verlander would need to make a really quick recovery to be able to come back within the next eight weeks, which is what we have for his season, right? Uh, Dusty Baker said the injury occurred early in Verlander's opening day start on Friday against the Mariners which is one he where he gave up two runs in six innings and picked up career win number 226. Um, so it's kind of a shock to everyone because, I mean, his velo was also good too. Um, his velo, velo was like, uh, I think they said it was like 94.9 or 94.7, which is like right where it was last year on average. But, you know, if, if it is true that they're going to lose him for the year, or even the fact they're losing him for an extended period of time is a big blow to... The Astros, obviously, because they already lost Garrett Cole to free agency in the offseason. The Astros are suddenly faced with, you know, a thin a thin rotation. I mean, they do have Zach Greinke, who's now their ace, you know, for the next two weeks. And Lance McCauley is junior, who, who's coming back. But after that, you know, you, you have guys who are somewhat unproven. You have Josh James. Josh James, who appeared in 49 games in relief last year. He's going to make his first start of the season today. And then it's believed that lefty Framber Valdez is going to start tomorrow against the Dodgers, but it hasn't been announced. And then Jose Urquidy, uh, you know, who was expected to be in the rotation to start this year, was placed on the IL on July 12th for undisclosed reason. He just started doing baseball drills again. So, I mean, it's it's a it's a big blow to the Astros, um, who definitely need arms at this point. They have a top prospect named Forrest Whitley, who's definitely among players in consideration. He's working out at the alternate training site, but he struggled quite a bit at AAA Round Rock last year, so it's not it's not clear if they're going to bring him up uh, to the big leagues at this point in time. But, I mean, Verlander's not a, he's not a young guy anymore. He's 36, or is he 36 or 37? I mean, he's up there. I think he's 36. He's not a spring chicken anymore, even though he did win the Cy Young last year and have probably one of the best seasons well, definitely one of the best seasons of his career at age 36 last year. Uh, so, 
we'll have to wait and see. I mean, a forearm strain is usually a precursor to Tommy John surgery. I'm not trying to be the bearer of, of bad news, but that's usually what it is because that's just what we've seen. So we'll have to wait and, and find out what's going on with JV. In other news, the Marlins are dealing with a breakout, a COVID-19 breakout on their team. They had four players that were supposed to be starting yesterday's game get scratched because they caught Rona. They caught the Rona. Uh, Jose Urania was their scheduled starter on Sunday, and then just hours before the game, he was scratched. Then Garrett Cooper was scratched. Harold Ramirez was scratched. Um, I believe Jorge Alfaro as well. So, I mean, that, that's definitely a concern. Uh, this has definitely been something that people worried about once the season was getting ready to start. If there was a breakout within a team, how would they handle that? Um, I mean, in response to this, I mean, obviously the, the Mariners played yesterday. They they told Robert Duggar that he was. They told him at 8:30 a.m. that he was going to be facing the Phillies and pitching at 1:05 p.m. at Citizens Bank Park. So on short notice, he worked uh, three and a third innings to allow to allow five five runs, four earned, um, and the Marlins actually won this game. They won this game 11 to six, and they took two out of three from the Phillies. That's just baseball, isn't it? So this is exactly the kind of thing that uh, that stands out in a 60-game season. Usually, fluke games like that, um, or you know, losing two out of three of the Marlins is no cause for the concern in a 162 game. But but in <laughs> a 60-game season, everything matters. So the Phillies are probably um, you know not too happy about that. But the Marlins were supposed to travel yesterday, but you know, given you know, given what was going on with uh, the breakout among the team, they decided to wait until today. They're not going to travel. I, I assume they're going to do more testing and everything to make sure everyone's clean and clear before they can get on a flight together because that would be that would be bad if they're all breathing that circulated air and, and everyone else gets infected. G-Man Choi. This dude is, is becoming a bit of an urban legend. I mean, so this guy is a left-handed hitter. And, and I don't know what happened. Maybe during quarantine, he, he started working on switch hitting. But he had a home run from the right side yesterday. I have no idea what, what's going on here. <laughs> Maybe this dude used to used to switch hit. I guess they're saying over the past few years, he typically starts his, his first BP round from the right side. And then he switches over to his natural lefty side. And then during summer camp, he took some ABs from the right side and, you know, he eventually said he was just doing it because he was having fun. And Kevin Cash, the manager, said he didn't think G-Man Choi would hit from the right side. Um, but he did. I, I'm surprised that G-Man Choi did this without asking his manager. He just did it for fun. I mean, Kevin Cash said, I didn't want to ask him. Didn't want to pers persuade him one way or the other. Just wanted it to be his choice. Um, yeah. And then he comes, he comes up yesterday and hits a home run right-handed with Anthony Kay on the mound, left-handed pitcher for the Blue Jays. So this is his first official AB from the right side in the big leagues. But, um, yeah, so now I'm looking more into it. They're saying G-Man Choi actually does have some professional experience as a switch hitter. He's, he's done it before. Um, the last time he hit right-handed was in 2015 in a Dominican winter ball game. And he also hit right-handed in the minors. Um, but then in 2015, they told him to focus on being lefty. So he used to be a switch hitter. He used to be a switch hitter. Um, I guess people just found out this yesterday, but it's, it's just been five years since he officially switched hit. He went back to do it, doing it yesterday. I guess it's like riding a bike, and uh, he hits a home run. 
uh, with actually a lot of exit velo, 109.1 exit velo. <laughs> so it was an absolute laser, 429 feet to left center. Uh, pretty crazy to see that. Nelson Cruz, this dude continues to be the ageless wonder. He's 40 years old. Yesterday he had a monster day, two home runs, four extra base hits, seven RBIs. And uh, he's not slowing down whatsoever. Um, I mean, Nelly Cruz had the best year of his career last year at age 39. He's 40 now. And he hasn't slowed down. I mean, he, he's he's an ageless wonder. Of course, a lot of people are um, skeptical because this is someone who has been suspended for PED use in the past. So he's, he's definitely brought that skepticism on himself. You can't blame people for being skeptical of someone who's been who's been punished for who's been caught cheating before. Um, because it, it really doesn't make sense that someone at this age would be putting up the best numbers of their career. It, how, how can you be 40 years old and putting up better numbers than you've ever put up? Power numbers. It's it's suspicious, but that's what Nelly Cruz is doing. Um, yeah. Monster game yesterday. The the Twins destroyed the White Sox yesterday, 14-2. Uh, Jake Cave hit a first inning grand slam to get the offense rolling, but then Nelly Cruz stole the show. And... Um, yeah, Minnesota just sprinted to a 10-run lead by the fourth inning, and they easily helped Kenta Maeda get his first win. Uh, Maeda allowed two runs and in five innings in his Twins debut. It was an important series victory, a nice NL Central series victory for the Twins over the White Sox. So no team, for the first time in 66 years, no team has actually started the season 3-0 this year. Every single team in the big leagues has at least one loss. Keep in mind that this year, you kind of have to multiply each game by 2.7, you know, because, you know, that's that's what you would have to do to get 162. So, you know, losing one game is like losing 2.7 games or winning one game is like winning 2.7 games. It's kind of it's just magnified that much more. Shohei Otani returned to the bump yesterday and it did not go well. Uh, this dude allowed five runs. It did not record an out uh, in the first inning at all. He started five runs. And the Angels lost 6-4 to four to the A's yesterday at the Oakland Coliseum. And he was pitching for the first time in a big league game since September 2, 2018. He had trouble with his velo and his control. His fastball averaged 92.7, maxed out at 94.7. And only 15 of his 30 pitches were strikes. Uh, you know, his fastball was two ticks lower. Uh, actually, no, more. I'm sorry, four ticks lower than during his rookie season. His average fastball yesterday was 92.7. His rookie season, he averaged 96.7. So, I mean, his velo is not quite there. Uh, his, his command's not quite there, so he's still going to have to work it out. This might just have to be, you know, a bit of a rehab year. But it's a 60-game season, and you have to pitch in, in the big league games in order to get back to where you're going to be. I think he's going to be fine long-term, but it is what it is. And they are saying that his velo was actually higher in summer camp, that he was throwing 95 and touching 97 in summer camp. So his velo was just down yesterday for whatever reason. Um, I don't really know. But... The A's did win this game over the Angels. It was a pretty good game. I watched some of it. Mike Trout hit a bomb. He had a three-run homer yesterday. Had a pretty big day. I think he had like four RBIs. I think that was, yeah, he was responsible for all the all the RBIs for the Angels yesterday. But that's just Mike Trout being Mike Trout. But, yeah. So, Otani, I mean, the five runs charged to him, that's, that marks a career high. His previous worst was giving up four runs over five and a third innings. But he also didn't register any swinging strikes in his 30 pitches, and he threw just two splitters, which was his best pitch in 2018. So there's not a sharp outing for him whatsoever.
but we'll see. I think he'll be fine as he continues to work himself back. Tommy John takes time to return from. Glaber Torres led the Yankees in a comeback versus the Nationals yesterday. Um, I mean, this this week was a bit of an anniversary for him. It was like the four-year anniversary of the trade that sent him to the Yankees from the Cubs. It was a it was that big blockbuster trade that got Aroldis Chapman to the Cubs and helped the Cubs win the World Series. And, of course, the Yankees signed Chapman back. Now they have both Chapman and Glaber Torres on their team. But... Torres helped lead the Yankees to a 3-2 victory over the Nationals yesterday. He blasted a seventh-inning home run and delivered a go-ahead ribby single in the eighth inning as part of a three-hit day. Big day for Glaber Torres, and he leads the Yankees to a win. They take the series two out of three from the Washington Nationals. So those are the big hits from yesterday. Main things I want to talk about. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.